0: Love and happiness Yeah
1: Something that can make you do wrong Make you do right Yeah Love
2: Love and happiness but Wait a minute
3: So, I'm going to be honest. It's common knowledge at this point that a new year brings in a fresh opportunity to seek happiness and just to improve your life. I think we can all agree to that. And speaking of which, a few weeks ago, I heard these same kind of ideas and rumbling on social media. More specifically, the talk of something called minimalism. I felt like when I did hear about minimalism at first, it was something that was new but also seemed like it existed for a while before I had heard it. But nonetheless, it is popular and it has been made popular by the minimalists. Joshua Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus were searching for a new lease on life, something to fill the empty gap within their existence. They both eventually turned to minimalism for that satisfaction. Out of that, they made a documentary, wrote books, and go on tours spreading the message of minimalism. In this episode, we will explore this new way of life by way of someone who follows minimalism, an individual that is just not there yet, and a person that is completely on the other side of the spectrum. Garrison Hayes is a graduate student and a teacher for the leadership program here at Andrews, and with whom I am collaborating with for Smart's seventh episode. But before you hear from him, Here's Sophia, a minimalist, we're just going to ask her a few questions about, you know, her worldview, I I would uh, call minimalism to be, and the first question is, I've learned you're an aspiring minimalist, how does this come about, and why do you stick with it?
2: Well, I think first, I don't exactly remember when I started thinking like this, but I remember I just realized I had a ton of clutter and things that I really didn't need or use. Mm And when I just stepped back and I was like, wow, I really don't need all of this stuff, and I got rid of it, I just realized how much better I felt. So I took it to kind of extremes.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: So did you become a minimalist before or after the documentary? Because I know that has been a big a jumping off point for a lot of people, especially, you know, the beginning of a new year, people want to try new things. So... What informed you on this?
4: It
2: was definitely way before the documentary. I wasn't really researching or anything until I started the process of decluttering and taking away the unnecessary, like the excess from my life. And yeah, the documentary just kind of cemented it. Like, I know, really understand why I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was the question when I, wh- how I?
3: How did you come about How did I it? come about
2: finding it? Yeah. Um, I think it was it wasn't really something I found externally. It was more like I just realized I had way too much mm. things that I really didn't need. And then when I started getting rid of it and it was like, wow, I feel so much better. Then I started looking into it and like, you know, watching some random videos and stuff on it. Yeah. Gotcha.
3: So, uh we we I already asked you um how were you informed on minimalism, so I'll ask you this. Uh what would you call uh what we what were you practicing before? You turned to minimalism, and when you did turn to minimalism, did you call it that, or was it something else?
2: Um, kind of funny. I come from a long line of hoarders. Mm. My grandpa is an extreme extreme. He has a huge warehouse full of stuff. His whole basement, a two car um, garage, and the whole house is just like filling up. It's Overwhelming And growing up, like, I always thought, you know, it was so cool, like, coming to grandparents' house and Mm -hmm. all the grandpa's stuff, like, antiques and cool things. And um, I was definitely like that. When I was little, I always liked collecting little trinkets. You know, I wouldn't get rid of things. It was just like, why would you? You know, you want to keep stuff. Um, But, yeah, so it was definitely a big change. And I didn't call it minimalism. It was more like, just like, oh, I don't need it, so I'll get rid of it, so I my room is cleaner. I don't have to clean it. And then... I realized that's, like everyone else is calls it minimalism, mm-hmm. and I I guess I kind of went to extremes. Like, I'm definitely a more extreme version now than I would have ever thought I would be. But, I mean, that's just where I've decided to be, so.
3: So how did you, um, I'm going to go off the cuff with a question here. I just thought of it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So how did you uh, How did you decide what to keep and what to get rid of? How did you do that? And was it a tough process? I could imagine it in being, but I'm just really curious as to how did that go down the first time you decided this is what I'm going to do with all the things that I have?
2: That's a really, really good question. And I feel like I've, without even trying to, like started not converting people, but getting people to think about different like had a different a different way of living because it's really almost rebellious Mm -hmm. in the united states where it's so consumer driven like your status is based on what you have and it just it's such a completely new way really for for most people in this country um so yeah i just tell my friends i'm like i love myself enough to only own what i love and wear Mm -hmm. or use like why would i have this excess stuff holding me down so Um, like when I was okay I was helping my sister go through her closet and every single item she'd hold up and I'd be like do you love it do you wear it and then um, I mean from there like she got rid of a quarter of her closet because she didn't love and she didn't wear it and that's it's such a simple thing and the more you do it the easier it gets and you just know Mm. like I just know I'm like wow I really 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 don't need this and I feel so much freer now
3: so uh, would you say you buy things um, more on their utility, or do you buy things because this is what I want? And since I love it so much, I don't really need anything else. So, Or, or is that one and the same? What, what do you think?
2: Um, I think... Well, when people think minimalism, it sounds like a limiting thing. Right. So people are like, oh, my gosh, you're a minimalist. So what do you have, like two pairs of shoes? Yeah. And, uh, or, you know, you have, like, you don't have, like, sure. Okay, I, since I, like, very recently started going more extreme, like, I don't need my dresser anymore in the dorm because oh, it's wow. empty now. <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> I think the um, question was uh, utility
2: oh, versus yeah, yeah. what okay, you actually okay. want. yeah. yeah. So (laughs) utility versus what I actually want. So yeah, when I buy things, I don't think um, like, do I only, do I really, really need this? Like sure. That's a part, like if I'll use it, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, makeup, like obviously no one needs makeup, but if you like it and you'll actually use it, it's not there just to, for no reason. Like if there's a good reason and you can justify why you have it, then great. And I feel like you don't want to have things you can't justify. Like no one really wants to, deep down. Right. So yeah, it's there's nothing limiting about it. You just um, yeah ask yourself. I, I guess do you love it? Do you use it? Is mm. what I use, and it that's like a really simple way to go about it.
3: Mm. Um, so you packed in a very unconventional <laughs> manner when you went home. I saw that uh, that post on Facebook, and you, it seemed that you like you packed everything you needed for a month. In one backpack, so you could tell um, me a little bit more about that.
2: Um, <laughs> so that's really not that deep of a question <laughs> <laughs> because. It, so I was my first time flying with um, Spirit, mm-hmm. which if anyone's used Spirit, you know that it's very cheap, but they make you pay ev- for everything, and I'd never used Spirit before, so it was a surprise when I looked online because I was gonna see you know how big of a suitcase or whatever I'd bring, and. You have to pay, okay. You get one personal item, and then for any other carry on, if you pay there, it's 50 bucks.
3: So it's just one bag free? Yeah, for
2: free. And I was like, do I want to? Oh, and also, because my parents um, paid for the ticket there. And um, I was like, you guys know that, you know, I have to pay the 50 bucks. So they like PayPal'd me 50 bucks to um for the for the carry on cuz you know I can't just take like a purse or a backpack mm-hmm. obviously but um I I saw the 50 bucks in my PayPal and I was like do I really need two bags <laughs> 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 like I'm a broke college student over here and then um yeah this was I think, like, midnight, and I was leaving, like, 4 a.m., and I just, I had um, my backpack on my dorm, but it was my book bag, like, what I keep my books in to go to class, and I was, like, I just looked at it, and I was, like, I'm having this crazy idea, and I packed as much as I could, and it was practically exploding, so I just realized, like, wow, I really don't need this many clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be at home most of the time, and I have a washing machine there. So, yeah, I think I packed, like, I wore my thicker jeans and then i packed a pair of jeans and like two shirts i even packed like a flute a trench coat and a and a dress and like a pair of flats um yeah i had a like in one bag yeah and but i realized um yeah i didn't need like a whole wardrobe and i was perfectly fine there Mm -hmm. and um like sure i did use like some old clothes i found there because i have most of it here but um for i even brought like a Hair straightening, like a hair iron, Mm -hmm. even though I knew I could use my sister's because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Like it was a challenge, and also I got 50 bucks. So (laughs) (laughs) that was the root of it, honestly.
3: So we can thank Spirit for helping (laughs) put forth uh, a a, a kind of practice of minimalism, which is good. And uh, I think it goes without saying, too, in that it does seem like minimalism naturally helps you save money. Because since you need less, you may even spend less too. So uh, our last question is, um, I think this is a question that a lot of people usually ask when it comes to minimalism, because when they get rid of things, it usually, uh, this idea creeps in of not having enough or scarcity, right? So do you ever have a feeling of not having enough? Or do you ever feel like there would be a situation where you need something? But then you're like, oh, crap, I threw it out last week because I thought I didn't need it. Has, it. has it ever, you know, dawned or occurred in you?
2: Um, I really don't ever get the feeling of, um, oh, I don't have enough. Like, I want more stuff. Um, there's been a couple of things I think where, um, like, I, I think I threw out. Or I like, like gave away too many workout clothes because you know you sweat in it and then you you have to wait for laundry and you know you can't just like <laughs> you gave away clothes <laughs> no 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 like okay. <laughs> like workout clothes uh-huh. like if it's like a nice sweater you know you can wear it twice or mm-hmm. whatever you know it, it's not dirty so you can like rewear it you don't have to wash it every single time but if it's like a workout clothes so anyway I didn't quite think that all through mm-hmm. of that oh, if I work out like a few, like a whole week in a, like every day in a row, you know, I have to like keep up with my laundry to right. have everything. But um, yeah, I think at first, when I first started getting rid of things, I was just used to buying. So it was more out of habit that, mm. you know, I'm scrolling through Amazon or like I love Etsy, like I love buying earrings and stuff on Etsy. So it was just automatic, like, oh, I really like it and I'll buy it. And then it comes in the mail and then it would hit me like, oh, I really didn't need this or didn't even want it that much. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just had to get used to it. And for a while, I would find myself still buying stuff out of habit. And then, yeah, once I got used to it, now um, I still have a bunch of things saved online that I really want to get, but I'm so much more thoughtful about it. Mm. And I'd rather get like one you know really nice item than 10 or 20 of you know cheaper stuff like i um i also started thinking more about the environment after getting into minimalism because i'm like um just like fast fast fashion is just pretty much bad all around Mm -hmm. there's really nothing good except for the price and that's only initially because it's it's a waste of money in the end so yeah i just became so much more conscious really aware of what i buy where my money goes to um, and also that ca- that also went into where my time goes. Mm-hmm. and I just became way more aware of everything in my life from from just from living more minimally, I guess. Um, and I feel sometimes I think minimalism isn't the right word. I think it should be something more along the lines of um, like conscious mm-hmm. consumer mm-hmm. like I guess being a conscious consumer because, we live in a world where everyone is an unconscious consumer. Right. Like no one excess. Yeah, you're not thinking through what you buy. It's, you just buy just because everyone else does and you're used to it. So I think getting out of that has been life-changing for me in so many more ways than one.
3: So do you think um, minimalism, or uh, I think how you uh, put it, maybe even better than minimalism, um, is conscious purchasing? Do you think that would be a big solution to uh, a culture of excess that we have in this, in this society?
2: I definitely think that's that would be the first step for everyone. Just take a step back. Just evaluate, mm-hmm. um, like what do I really need? What do I really love and want even? And actually, I've had quite a few friends and family members that I wasn't trying to, you know, get them to become minimalists. But they they would ask me about it, and I would just be honest and, you know, explain it really simply. And then I would get, they'd text me, like, a few days later with a picture of all the stuff they're getting rid of. Mm. And I was like, what? Did I inspire? Like, was that me? <laughs> and they're like, hey, it just, it feels so good. My closet, like, when I come into my closet, I only see things that I love. It's not cluttered. and I keep going back to clothes because I think that's one thing that most people have a lot oh, yeah. of excess and It's the hardest thing probably to mm-hmm. go through because you spend a lot of money on your clothes. But, yeah, it's just great.
3: Well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: It.
4: Hey, I'm Garrison. Thanks for letting me be on your show, Jordan. I got to sit down with Steven.
0: Um, I'm a documentary film student, uh, originally from the UK. I didn't have a background in film, um, but I came over here, switched from security um, to come do documentary film, so that's what I do here, Andrew.
4: Stephen is an aspiring minimalist. Stephen, kind of like many other people, even myself, thought minimalism meant total self-deprivation. Uh, like you living as a vagabond roaming about the streets with nothing to your name but a red bandana tied around some stick yeah like in the cartoons
0: minimalism is being intentional about what you buy and what you own um and really reducing the clutter that we often get surrounded with in life this idea that we need more um to give a quick example of what that might look like when i was buying uh, and, uh, when I moved into my own apartment and I had to buy a, a kitchen get the whole outfits for a kitchen the first thing that I was doing was buying all these pots and pans and plates and cups and everything because there's this, there's this attitude that we're given of like what if what if I need this what if I need it for that what if I need it for this and before you know it you end up with so much stuff and you just don't use it so it's reducing down to what you really need is the concept of minimalism uh, across the board it's not just clothing It's not just, you know, your possessions. It's in the whole concept of how you live your life is being intentional um, and thoughtful about the decisions you're making. Now, I've known
4: Steven for a few months now. And while I wouldn't call him a minimalist, I wouldn't call him a maximalist either. Like, he isn't Philip Glass, but he definitely isn't DJ Khaled. Another one.
0: By no stretch of the word, would I call myself a minimalist yet? I would say I am on the road. Um, prior to watching the minimalism documentary on Netflix, I actually was very confused about what minimalism was. I was under the impression that it was kind of like veganism, where there's a list of things that you can and can't do. Um, and that didn't really interest me. Um, I just knew I had this, this great desire to kind of... Uh, I've always been into, into clean, simple designs, I like open spaces and things that aren't too cluttered up but I'm also a hoarder. I, you don't even recognize the kind of stuff you hoard. It's like little sentimental things that you get over time or you go to this place and you bring back a rock or you go to this place and you know you bought like a little magnet or some souvenir and it's and it's all well and good and you get things from friends over time or they leave it and you just kind of keep it because you connect it with memories. And at the end of the day it's like well you don't really need this stuff to remember the times that you had. Um, it just becomes noise in the background. So um, I would say that I'm on the road right now to, to decluttering. I've gone through my closet. I've gotten rid of a load of stuff that didn't fit, that I never wore. Um, some stuff even had the label still on it. That's when you know it's bad. When you still got clothes hanging in your closet that still you could return to the store most likely and then accept back, Just you know, you're not really thinking about what you're buying at that point. Uh, it came back to the, that reality of, of, of how I approach life it was like what if I need this it wasn't actually I need this it was you know what if or I like it I just like how it looks so I'm going to buy it and oftentimes you buy stuff that you like the look of and you know it doesn't work for you anyway um, so I'm now trying to apply this concept of, of living intentionally um, to the rest of my life in the decisions that I make in my purchasing so it's kind of it's spreading into those areas but I would say I'm on the road but no, I'm not a minimalist yet.
4: Now, what Steven is saying here makes sense. Declutter. Get rid of the stuff you don't use. Get rid of the stuff you don't need. I get that. But most of what I have has serious significance to me. Oftentimes, living intentionally means never forgetting where you came from. And for me, that means memories, mementos. I surely cannot be alone
0: in that. So I think for a lot of us, we have a tendency to um, be kind of sentimental in general as humans. Um, it's more important for some of us than it is others. You know, some people will keep a diary or journal um, to, to to remember things. Others, um, like myself, I'm, I'm, I'm a visual person. So I think for strongly visual people, we like to have a keepsake that when we look at it, connects back to that memory or to that specific part of our lives where we learned a lesson or where something valuable and cherishable happened. But the one thing I realized when I went through and, and did this clean out in my room, not just of clothes, but in my room in general, is that I realized there was a lot of things that I had that I didn't remember. This is the honest truth. If they're in a drawer or they're in a box, it, it it's not affecting your life. It's not part of your daily existence. But if I set you down And we started having a conversation. I said, hey, what are some of the best memories of your life? Are you really going to go search through a box and pull out a bunch of random stuff that is irrelevant to me entirely and maybe doesn't even have a connection to where you were? It's just something that you're you're reminded, you know? And it's kind of like, well, no, you're just going to start remembering and eventually, you know, you'll remember more and more information as we carry on the conversation. But at no point in my life have I whipped out, uh, you know, a piece of glass that I found by an ocean that I visited one time and was like this piece of glass is so significant because at this be-. no I'm talking about the memory that I made on the beach you know what I mean so it's it's uh I feel like we often tie up the material stuff that we own or we collect even the stuff we buy um, to correlate with something that isn't actually tangible, it's something that we are, we are seeking after, but it's not it's not necessary in our life. So I wanted to know what it was like to start this
4: process. I mean, how do you start? What what do you do? I, I don't even
0: know where to begin. Okay, so this was actually really interesting because I cannot tell you how skeptical I was that giving a giving my stuff away that I that was mine that it would give me any sense of satisfaction. Um. I was honestly shocked when I went through my closet and bagged up like seven, like rubbish bin bag full of clothing and shoes and random sort of shoes is another weakness. I love I love sneakers. I'm a bit of a sneaker. So I got rid of all of that, and suddenly I could see what was in my wardrobe better because everything I had left was things that I did wear. ...on a regular basis or switched between. And now I could suddenly see things matching or working together... ...that I couldn't see before because I had removed the clutter. It was this really eerie sense of... ...now when I walked into my closet, it wasn't that mad scramble... ...to try and find an outfit to go together before you can get out the door. It was almost a peaceful place because I removed the noise. And that was bizarre to me that simply... We're talking clothing, you know, this isn't that deep... It was removing clothing and it created a sense of of relief of a sense of 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 calm even in a closet you know so if you applied that to your entire house imagine how less stressed you might be when you walk in your home and everything in there has a purpose
1: Mm. mindset it's two different mindsets
3: this is unique She disagrees entirely with Steven and is a self-identified maximalist, which is based on the idea of maximizing the purpose and usefulness of what you already have or choose to buy, rather than, simply put, having less.
1: I buy out of necessity Mm -hmm. and then out of sheer love for the product. I don't buy because I like anything. Mm. I have to love it when I'm there. So, for instance, um, since I was talking about wardrobe and fashion, I usually look at, at the season, what the season needs, and I replace what may have been gone, whether it's a jacket, or I like to get pieces that can transcend the season. So if I buy a trench coat for the spring... I would like to wear it, be able to wear it in autumn as well, um, and then maybe throw on a tweed blazer underneath in the winter. Where I'm still buying items, but the functionality is multifaceted, has m- multi-purpose. Um, but even in buying out of necessity, I have to love it. Mm. So if I buy ten items, if I don't love all of them, I won't buy them. Mm. Um, and as far as buying more, I think you can have too much. You know, I, I'm not one of those people who believes in you can never have too many white shirts. You can. You can definitely have too many white shirts. So it's, you may say, okay, I have a long sleeve white shirt, a short sleeve white shirt, a tank top white shirt, a spaghetti, a spaghetti top white shirt, and they're all white, mm-hmm. but they all serve a different function. And that's what, I mean, when I shop, that's what I do. I think about how can I best use this for my wardrobe that I already have. Um, And usually I buy a piece that goes with something else. Rarely do I say, oh, I just love this skirt. I'm going to buy it because I just love the skirt. It's usually I have shoes that I can match match with this, or I've seen a shoe that I know will look good with this.
3: Mm. So... We talked about this a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I keep saying that because it's it's great that a lot of your answers are kind of popping up in questions before I ask them. Um, So do you ever worry about having too much, and why?
1: Mm, No. Why not? I don't. I don't worry about having too much Mm -hmm. because, like I said, it's about functionality. Mm. If it has a function, then it's not an excess, at any point, if it stops having a function, then I throw it away or I get rid of it. Mm. If it gets too small, um, if it's out of style, I just get rid of it um, and I get something else. So it's I never I, I keep a certain realm of items. If I were to put a number on it, I keep 100 items, and within that hundred, you know, if something gets old, I replace <laughs> it. Net, the goal is never to get to 200. If it does get to 200, I'm not shocked or appalled. But the goal is not to get to 200. The goal is to create an atmosphere where I have everything that I need. Um, so for me, I don't worry about having too much. It only comes up when I have to move, honestly. Mm. When I have to repack everything, and then, then it settles in. You have a lot I wouldn't say it's too much. It's just a lot. It's an abundance. Um, I've been told I have a lot of shoes, so <laughs> uh, yeah. But I can honestly say I get good wear out of my shoes. There's not a shoe in my closet that I'm not happy with. There was one, and I don't think I have it anymore. But I just I didn't like the fit. Uh, the style was nice, but it just I didn't love it when I bought it. And so I, I kind of had a little buyer's remorse, but that was post that was prior to my philosophy of love it or leave it. Mm,
3: love it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So my final question is, what does enough mean to you in terms of maximalism? Mm. So is it just a I have enough of every kind of situation or I just have enough that of, enough of what I love or what I need, or it could be something else entirely. What do you think?
1: For me? enough is having what you need for the situation enough money like the enough is it's for a goal for a purpose the enough is not in a sense of fulfillment like to cap put a cap on it like if you had 10 it's not a number a tangible number it's more of for the circumstance you know enough for that circumstance whether it's food shelter money, clothing, will it meet the needs that I will have um later. So yeah, I, I I think it's subjective to the person. If you equate it to whoredom, if to being a wh- not a whoredom, sorry <laughs> 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 hoarding. Uh-huh. If you equated it to hoarding, then you wanna get enough with just until you can see it. It's not about seeing it for me. I don't look at my items as things. I have lots of electronics. I see them as functional and when they lose their function, I get rid of them. So I have enough in the sense of I can do what I need to do with ease and that's always the goal. Can I do what I need what I need to do with ease and comfort?
3: Thank you Unique. You're welcome. Minimalism, maximalism, and anything else someone would ascribe to, philosophically speaking, or at least a way to live their life, they all have the same goal in mind, achieving happiness by the means that are provided. And we are constantly cutting, pasting, watching documentaries, reading self-help books, and talking with friends, doing things that promise to bring us, like Al Green sings, love and happiness. If you haven't yet found these things, I hope you do. Maybe it's in letting some things go or finding new value in what you already have. Special thanks to Sophia, Steven, and Unique for lending their voices and of course ideas to the program. Special thanks to Garrison who is my special correspondent for this episode for lending also his voice, input, and helping with the format of episode seven. And of course, last but not least, thank you to the listener for spending your time with all of us. Stay smart.